Hockey Central at noon on Sportsnet 960. The Fan. Hey, it's Kelly Kirsch. Here we are. Finally Friday. What a week it has been. And we've got a busy show for you. We've got our spiciest moment of the week coming up. We're going to hear from Joel Ward and a few other surprises as well. But we start the show like we do every single day on Hockey Central with a chat with Lou. Flames insider Peter Lubardius brought to you by the Gemini Group. Imagine your life, your style, your home renovation should be a reflection of you. Give your home the Gemini difference. Visit GeminiGroup.ca. Mr. Lubardius, how are you? I'm outstanding. I am outstanding. Good, 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 good. You know what? I wanted to start the show off today with uh, a bit of a shout out. I did it kind of privately uh, when I got to work today, but I wanted to... I do a shout-out to the boys, the young guys doing the big show yesterday, Logan and Will and Riley. Uh, tough topic to do necessarily on, on sports radio to make it interesting, entertaining, but still, you know, be relevant and be caring. And I thought uh, all three guys did an amazing job, so I wanted to uh, recognize them publicly. So normally we'd give, like, the fake cheers that we have the sound effect, but <laughs> but I just wanted to wanted you to... Hear that because I know you uh, you think the world of those guys too. Yeah, you know what, Kelly, I really do. And even in the last week, and I spent a couple hours outside doing a walk yesterday, listening, and um, you know I've gotten to know all those gentlemen pretty well, and and I see a great future. And you know, future is really the important word, and yeah. and that is with everything that we've dealt with this week. I think their understanding. And their ability to to think things through, get different perspectives from different people. Um, you know, when you're behind a microphone, whether you want the responsibility or not, we have an opportunity to influence people. And um, one of the things about my association with this radio station is that, um, you know, I'm a 50-something and have to work with 20 and 30-somethings. And I'm not going to lie, there are days and times that, where I come from and where some of our young people have come from are very different in terms of their ascension to be able to work on an all sports radio station. But, um, you know, I have listened, whether it was yesterday, whether it was other segments and I'm proud because I, I see great growth. You know, Logan would be a guy that comes to mind right away. I just, I think Logan's growth is exponential. I, I think he listens and, and, you know, some of our guys have been, you know, in tough spots. You're moved around, the world changes, but uh, I couldn't agree more, Kelly. Yeah. It's, uh, it's part of mentorship and leadership, and it's something, to be honest, that I take very, very seriously, and, and it matters to me a lot. And uh, like you, I, I, was, I was proud because those things are not easy to, to handle understanding, and we all have to, that, people aren't going to be happy with you. You know, I came off the radio yesterday and, you know, Twitter and the text line can be pretty nasty, but you know, that's, that's okay. That's part of it. No, and I I get it. And we have thousands of people listening to us. So for sure, we're going to have dissenting views and, uh, you know, as long as it's civil and not nasty or threatening, then, then I've got time for that. I read every one of them. Yeah, me too. But uh, when it goes to the other side and, like I say, I, I, someday I'm going to put put the uh, text line up on a big screen and have a listener panel and have people have people read it because I think it would be uh, 
it would be jaw dropping and eye opening all, all at the same time. You know, you know what I mean? But anyway, I wanted I wanted to mention that. So so there we go. Um, so after after you've spent some time, you know, I I uh, I'll tell you a story. After after uh, after we were done uh, yesterday, you know, I worked all day and went home, right. and, and you know, talked talked to my wife and talked to some other people and. And and wouldn't you know it? I phoned my mom up, and just the perspective she said in one sentence. She goes, "You know, maybe if we all live by the golden rule, maybe that really kind of helps us out." And I went, "Thanks, mom. There we go." <laughs> right? You know, all the takes and stuff we did all day, and like, and mom sums it up, right? So, what what did well, you think about like as you kind of got to think about things last night? Well, I, Kelly, you know me. I'm I'm a non-stop thinker to the point that you know. Sometimes it can be paralysis by analysis in my world, and and I'm I'm far more emotional and a thinker than sometimes the pragmatic side of me sometimes needs a jolt. But you know what I what I thought about and what I think about nonstop is just you know one thing, and it's you know a lot like what your mom pointed out. My buddy Kelly Rempel and I talk a lot, and, and he's from Regina. That doesn't really matter. But, you know, we joke sometimes about getting back to the basics tour. And what I mean by that is, you know, in our world, we're all in such a rush. We want to be right. We want to get to certain places. We put lots and lots of value sometimes on stuff, you know, cars, houses, um, opportunities, jobs, um, what chair you sit in, depending on where you are. But Kelly, I, I think more than anything, what I've thought about a lot is, and it's really helped me um, immensely, even I think in my own work and in my own perspective. And that is, you know, whether it's in your relationships or in your job, whenever you're stressed, and these are really stressful times for everybody, it's hard. You know, we, we have a pandemic, too, the last time I checked. Yes, we do. Um, I'm, about, I'm about to fly out to Toronto, and, um, you know, that brings with it. We don't know what's coming next. But what I will say in, in as simple a terms as I can is just, you know, remember why you love what you love. Remember who you love, who you love. And if... If there are any unanswered questions about the most important people in your life, I have one philosophy in, in terms of people. I make lots of mistakes, and, and I have made lots of mistakes, and I'm not always the world's best person sometimes at advocating for what I believe in or what matters most. But here is what I, I feel like I'm pretty consistent in, and that is anybody who's ever known me, I try really hard, Kelly, that if you matter or you've been a part of my life or you've made a difference, I'm going to let you know. And and I just think if we can do that a little more, and I know that's uncomfortable and, you know, people sometimes are guarded and telling other people how they feel. But when people know that they're important to you and that they matter, it's pretty incredible to me how quickly we can move the needle. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna get there, and and I thought, yep, we are, and it's and we're getting there. And I, I was trying to think what what the last little bit has reminded me of, and and people, mm-hmm. and you know what it does if you if you go back eighty nine ninety when we saw what was happening in uh, in in the Soviet Union and the Berlin Wall. Yes. That that's what this reminds me of. Okay, in a different way. 
right? It it just seems like yeah, we're 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 not going to wait for governments and you know the system to correct things. We're just going to do it ourselves. And I think that's what you saw with the NHL and uh, the NBA and the baseball guys and and the NFL as well. I I think that's what you saw, and it's just like we're just going to do it ourselves. And I and I think that's kind of where where we're at. And uh, I hope I hope it continues. So I wanted to kind of just you know. Put it, put it in a nice bowl. We'll, we'll talk a little nice. bit more about it as, as we go along, but we do want to talk about hockey. So this is Hockey Central at noon right here on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. I like hockey. Yeah, hockey's good. Uh, we got Lou's <laughs> Mailbag coming up, too, so that, that's kind of fun. But I, I was thinking, I had this you know written down in my little notes, and I wanted to talk mm-hmm. to you about it. And I was thinking about you know the, the Western playoffs and what we get to see, and I wanted to talk about you know probably you know goalies, tough position, defenseman really hard to get good at it when you're young and we're seeing four young guys really strut their stuff and and it's interesting that you know well, I'm just I guess I'm just focused more on the west that's just because that's the team we the teams we always see right so mm-hmm. you, you get Heiskin in, in Dallas who is incredible Hughes out in Vancouver who is something else and Shea Theodore who's you know been around a little bit longer but you know really getting to see what what he does and Kale McCarr, uh, Calgarian and stuff. And I thought, okay, let's let's kind of break down what these guys are because they they have some similarities, they have some differences, but the one thing they have in common is they are really helping their teams, and you know, in some some senses, leading their teams to uh, trying to get something done here in the playoffs. Well, it's it's true, and let's let's start with the guy um, that we watched play against Calgary for yeah. six games, and that's Miro Haskinen, and. Haskinen, I first saw him, Kelly, you know, going all the way back to a couple of under-18s that he played in for Finland. And I love this conversation because um, one of the things I focus on a lot is trying to identify guys early and kind of, if you will, going on the journey with them to get to the NHL. And, And I always play a little game every time I watch certain events because I put a lot of focus and emphasis on you know, world championships and Holenkas and those things, because I think, you know, very early on, you can see great skill. You can see people against, you know, other world-class performers in their age group. And, you know, in the case of Haskinen, um, it was interesting because in 2018 in Buffalo, he was in his second world junior uh, Finnish team that was captained by Calgary Flame product, Yusuf Alamaki. And they, they had an elite defense. I mean, think about just starting with those two guys in particular, but they lost to Canada in their opening game and really, frankly, never recovered. But before that year was out, Haskinen not only played at the World Junior, he played as an 18-year-old at the Olympics in February and handled himself very well. Then I thought some of the best hockey that I'd ever seen him play, period, was at the World Championships um, that spring. And I think that was really... That proved a, it, hey? That proved, like, okay, it, I can do this. Yeah, that was a real springboard for him. And I also remember in the case of Miro, and, you know, we're really lucky at the radio station dealing with certain NHL types and on our pregame shows, as you know. Uh, and one of my favorite guys is Jim Nill, who's the general manager now. And Patty and I sat down with him, and, and he talked about seeing some similarities. And this was a couple years ago about... You know, there's a little Scott Niedermeyer there, mm-hmm. and there's a little Nick Lidstrom there. And um, 
you know, so two things kind of resonated with me as I watched Miro during this series. Kelly, there is something really unique and special about not just seeing a player, you know, once or twice or three times during the course of the season, but when you get to watch somebody game in and game out and you're really focused and you analyze, I mean, he was the best player in that series, hands down for me. In, in fact, it really probably wasn't close. And it took me back to 2002. And at that point in time, Nicholas Lidstrom was already really well established. But that particular spring, you know, and, and Nick, you know, Nick wasn't always the flashiest guy, right? He wasn't necessarily Bobby Orr or some other players. He's but always I had where a, he needed to be, though. Well, always. right. And probably the smartest defenseman in some respects, that maybe has ever played the game. So, you know, when I was doing Sportsnet television, I watched Nick for two full series that year, including the Stanley Cup final against the Carolina Hurricanes. And while I knew he was really good and I'd watched him and and watched him grow, Kelly, when I saw him play 10 times in a row, and just could appreciate yeah. how does somebody make this game look that easy? And and Haskinen to me, that's what he did, and that's what he's done in these playoffs. He's he's up on the rush. He makes good decisions. He absorbs contact. Um, he he makes plays. It, one minute it seems like he's underneath the hash marks in your zone, but he never seems to get caught. He, he fixes his mistakes end. too, right? Like like. And, yeah. and some guys can do that and some guys can't. But if you know how to, you know, if you put yourself in a position where, okay, I'm going to pinch here, and, like, and you get burned and you got the speed and the wherewithal and the knowledge how to take angles on guys, that, that'll, uh, that'll keep you in the NHL for a long time. Well, he's a superstar. He's not a good player. He's a superstar. And he, he will win Norris trophies, I truly believe. But, again, your subject is, I don't know where you want to go next, but maybe you want to go next with Makar. Yeah, I just well, thought, I just, and, and, and maybe before we do that, because you yeah. wanted to talk about Yusuf Alamaki, because we, we haven't, you know, the book is not closed on him. It, it's just opening, and he's had some injury problems, and you just hope that they're, they're behind him. But we've seen flashes. We have seen flashes oh. from him, and... um like the the sky's the limit if he can stay healthy, and I know that's a big if, and we don't know when the season's going to start again. But maybe a quick thought on on where you see Valimaki and 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 what he needs to do here uh, between now and what a December, January, whatever it happens to be. Kelly, he only really needs to do one thing. He's just got to get back to playing. It just hasn't happened. You know, he hasn't played an organized game in seventeen or eighteen months. It's interesting too. Uh, I had a chance to chat yesterday with someone in Yuso's camp. He's gone back to Finland. Um, you know, he's a very motivated, hardworking young man. And even during the course of the Flames camp, you know, before they made some hard decisions, and of course, Yuso, I wonder, and I still wonder, had his up for expansion draft type of scenario not been in existence whether we might have seen him at some point but again when you haven't played hockey for that long you you don't want to take any chances you don't so um i hear his training is going great he saw great value in being in the bubble and around the guys i think this is one of the most you know we talked this week about um 
Matthew Kachuk. I think Yusuf Valimaki has a chance to be a first-pairing player. I think, in my opinion, I've identified, I think Rasmus Anderson is going to be a great, what I would probably call a number two guy. And, and I think Yuso has a chance to be top pairing. He, he can skate. Mm. He's incredibly poised. He puts the work in. He loves hockey. He has great awareness. I do. I truly, you know, he's been a captain, whether it's his own country, whether it's the Tri-City Americans. This, from the first time I had a conversation, he's special. He has leadership quality. It kind of oozes out of him. And all I want the opportunity to see is for him to play. And even during that couple of week camp, was he up to speed? No. Could you tell that he hadn't played for a long time? Yes. But his poise and his playmaking ability and his ability to read the game and skate, I might be Kelly as excited about him as almost any other flame player in their organization. I, I do. And and the only thing, and I said this to, you know, one of his people yesterday in our conversation, as I said, I just want one thing for this young man. Just don't change. Don't change. I'm so impressed as a player and as a person, and all those things to me really matter. Yeah, and you just hope the injury stuff is is behind him. Yeah, he needs to to play, and he needs to be three years in a row. It's been a mess going back to his final year in junior in Tri-City where he only played, you know, just over 40 games. Yeah. Um, Kale McCarr from Calgary, uh, AJHL, and then went off to, to college down in the States, gets dropped into the Colorado Avalanche uh, lineup, and it looked like he played for like five years. It was, it was something to oh. watch. Uh, smooth skater and uh, good guy, too. So tell me where you come out with, uh, with Kale McCarr. Well, again, you know, it's, I'm glad you brought up the subject because all these guys are, you know, they're fabulous talents. So, in the case of Kale, it's funny. Kale, for me, is a bit of a late bloomer. So I remember watching him as a bantam with the Calgary Bantam Bruins, and, and then he ended up playing AAA the next year. And, you know, I, I was impressed, but I didn't see anything that blew me away. Um, and that was kind of even the case, I thought, when he played midget AAA, and I had a chance to see him a few times. But then I went a couple years without seeing him in person, and I, I'll never forget it, Kelly. I went to um, Father David Bauer. He was having a great year, his second year in Brooks. And I'm like, my schedule just hasn't allowed me to see this guy. So I get to the rink, grab my spot at the end of the rink, and I'm focused. I know Brooks is going to win, and the Mustangs weren't very good, and Brooks was the best team in the country. So on his first shift, Kelly, literally his first shift, he takes the puck behind his own neck. He goes through four guys from one end of the rink to the other, um, skating, turning, um, beating people, and then he launches one off the outside of the goalpost. That was literally like a minute into the game, and I looked at the person standing beside me, and I said, I can go home right now. I can jump in (laughs) my car. I've seen enough. I've seen enough. I can go home. Um, You know, it's funny you mentioned that, Lou, because the the one, I guess, the knock when his draft year came up was – uh, okay, but the AJ, he's not in the Western League. He's not, you know, what about the competition? Well, he proved that wrong pretty quick, didn't he? Well, he did because I think he's one of those rare people. Now, I I actually thought, you know, that his second year when he went back to Brooks and then he ended up going to college and, you know, the rest is history. Another guy who, 
is just he's an elite skater. He's an elite thinker. Watch him pass the puck. If you're watching him in the next little while, I mean, he passes the puck with authority. His vision is absolutely off the charts. His ability to quarterback a power play, he, he's kind of everything you want in a modern, you know, era type defenseman. He's, he's lead. I think he might have a chance to play for his country at the Olympics. Wow. If indeed we get there in 2022, that's, that's wow. the type of player I think he has a chance to be. Now, I'm not saying, you know, it'd be an interesting role. He might be a seventh guy or a guy to help quarterback a second power play unit, but that's the kind of skill that I think he has. And, you know, did he do it the conventional way? No, no. Uh, I'll be honest. I was somewhat critical. I, I thought, you know, the Medicine Hat Tigers had a great, great team in what was his second year in Brooks. And, and I really wondered at that point in time if he was, if it was going to really benefit him to just go back and completely dominate in junior A, you know, as opposed to being in Medicine Hat. But, you know, his parents, they had a vision. Education mattered. Um, you know, he went to UMass. He helped them to the title game in his final year in college last year. And then we saw what he did starting in game one of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. It, uh, he's, a, he's a special kid. He, he really is. He's a special, special talent. We're chatting with Peter Labardi. So we're going to have to leave uh, Quinn Hughes and Shea Theodore for, for Monday because oh, we're running out of time. And, and you know what? We have, we have, it's Friday, so we have to get to lose Mailbag. Lose Mailbag, brought to you by Roos Chris Steakhouse. Make Roos part of your game day celebration. Catch all the action in their lounge or book a private room. With amazing food and a great atmosphere, it's the best place to watch a game in style. This is kind of cruel to have this during lunch hour, right? Because, you, you know, they, you hear what Sasha just said there. It's like, oh, that sounds really good right about oh. now. Okay. Get, get yourself a steak, you know. Uh, so this is how this works. Um, you go to our website, you go to contests, you look for Lou's Mailbag. You enter your contest, you get your details, you know, ask your question, obviously. And if we use your question, we're going to award you a $100 gift card to Ruth Chris Steakhouse. Simple as that. And today's winner is uh, Travis, and he writes, Hi, Lou. Given everything we are seeing with people struggling for equality in the world today, I was hoping you could share one of, I'm sure, is many sporting stories where someone from a diverse cultural background inspired you and in sport in general. Thanks in advance and stay safe. That comes from Travis. Good question and timely, obviously. Travis, it's, uh, it's an awesome question, and, and I hope this is what you were looking for. But when I was growing up in Saskatoon, I was 12 years old. And I was a massive sports fan and had been since I was a little guy and played hockey, played baseball, followed everything that you could possibly imagine. But at 12, through my baseball coach, Spiro Likas, I got introduced to a gentleman by the name of Bob Stainer. And Bob Stainer was the coach of the Saskatoon Harmony Centers lady softball team. And... I had not spent a lot of time watching, thinking, or being around women athletes. Not that I didn't, you know, I'd watch them in the Olympics and, and had great appreciation. But, but those women, and I was around that team for four years in a couple of different roles. 
And Kelly, I'm not sure a group of people has ever had a bigger impact on me in the sense that their work ethic, their ability to put in the time, the effort, you know, they all had jobs. Um, It was a team that competed and won a national championship in the second year I was with the team in 1980 in Hall, Quebec. And it wasn't the most talented group in the country, but their dedication, their grit, their resilience, the kind of human beings, how they treated me, um, they taught me so much that has applied so much to my life about work and the value of competition and what those women gave me I could never repay. Yeah. That's an awesome. What was the name of the team again, Lou? The Saskatoon Harmony Centers. Oh. And they competed for years and they won a national championship in 1978 and 1980 and we traveled to Holland in 1980 wow. and that was an incredible experience with them. I was just about to turn 15 and um you know bob really became an unbelievable we lost him very early 20 years ago now um was a real father figure for me um drove me taught me so much and those women um you know people sometimes i think wonder why you'll find me at a softball (laughs) game at at, uh, in a town you you never heard of in a town I've never heard of last year in Tampa watching, you know, Florida and the Japanese women's national team. But so much of it just came from, you know, I was exposed to something different. And, you know, even last summer had an incredible highlight again when I kind of reconnected the dots and got a chance to call the Olympic women's softball qualifier. I ran into two or three of those women um at that tournament and it it really that work and that grit and that resilience that i learned in those four or five years kelly in so many ways has paved the way for me to do everything i've been able to do wow what what a great story best mailbag ever so thanks to uh travis for, for writing that in that's been lou's mailbag Lou's Mailbag, brought to you by Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. Now open Wednesday to Sunday at 5 p.m. Whether you're celebrating or just out for a night on the town, try Ruth's primetime menu and dine on two courses for $49. All right. Well, Lou, um, we'll uh, we'll talk to you again on Monday. Yes. We'll have some games to break down and see where uh, these series go, and and who knows what else we'll talk about because there always seems to be something... (laughs) Uh, right? <laughs> really? Right. Is, is, is there stuff? Yeah, we're we're uh, we're good to go. We haven't even talked about like when the draft comes up and all that stuff. There's a million things we're gonna get to. Oh, I can't wait. We'll get there. All right. Enjoy your weekend. Thanks, you guys too. Be safe, everybody, and uh, take care of one another. Bye now. Flames insider Peter Lubardius brought to you by the Gemini Group. Imagine your life, your style, your home renovation should be a reflection of you. Give your home the Gemini difference. Visit GeminiGroup.ca. All right, it is Hockey Central at noon. Thanks so much for uh, making us part of your lunch hour today. Uh, We roll things along. Big show coming up at 1 o'clock with uh, Logan and Will Nalt. We'll be coming in at um, at 2 o'clock right here on Sportsnet 960. The fan, we got lots of... Lots of hockey and baseball and stuff on the weekend. Head to our website and check it out because we'll have all the details on there. 
it changed up on us a little bit, but we'll uh, try and get as much on as we can over the next few days. We'll have we'll have a bunch of it for sure. Um, and coming up uh, later on, we'll have our spiciest moment of the week for Bacardi. And um, I don't know if it's spicy or just plain good. We're going to play that clip for you. We had a lot of great audio to go through, but we're going to play that clip for you and uh, send that out on our social media uh, channels. Joel Ward. Always look for him, you know, when he played uh, with, the, with the Predators and other teams that would come into the Saddle Dome. And, you know, back in the day when my job was to, to do the visitor locker rooms, like, get him because he is going to give you a really good answer. He won't give you, A, he's going to do the interview. B, he's going to do a really good job of it. He's always been articulate and well-spoken. Um, he is on the uh, Hockey Diversity Alliance, and uh, he had a chat with our guys out in Toronto earlier, and we want to play that for you next. Joel Ward next on Hockey Central at Noon. Hockey Central at Noon on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Hey, it's Kelly Kirsch. We've got Riley Paul producing today. Logan Gordon set to uh, host Hour 1 of the big show coming up at 1 o'clock. Will Nalt joins at 2. And we're not sure what we're having tonight. Like, if, if the Jays, the rain stays away in Buffalo, we can do Jays. But if not, we're not. And we don't know yet. And we don't control the weather in Buffalo. We don't control the weather anywhere, apparently, Riley. But um, we'll just have to wait. We'll just have to wait and see if we do that. So, okay. Uh, Joel Ward, a uh, longtime NHL player. Did it the hard way. Went through the Canadian University route. Always a good guy. And, uh, well, he played a long time with, uh, with Nashville and San Jose and tough as nails. Uh, here he is. Uh, he's also part of the hockey uh, Diversity Alliance, and obviously those guys are have been busy <laughs> the last little while, and uh, he joined the guys from Hockey Central in Toronto. We'll just pick up a, a bit of that conversation right now. You know, how proud were you of yesterday's show of solidarity? Uh, I'm proud. Uh, yeah, I was proud of our group with the HDA, you know, just having conversations with the players and the, you know, and the players understanding what's going on, so um, it was a big moment for hockey and big moment for uh, in society here. And just proud of the guys for, for really understanding and, and just taking that moment to reflect. And Jill, of course, you're, you're founding father of the Hockey Diversity Alliance. Uh, you know, take us behind the scenes when we first saw it, you know, from the NBA and, and the Milwaukee Bucks to when the announcement came out yesterday. How did it go down behind the scenes? Yeah, you know, I thought we, we kind of got together as a group and um, kind of saw a little bit of what they were doing, but we wanted to make a stance. I think, you know, for us, is obviously hockey is a different demographic than other sports, and we thought it was a good opportunity for hockey to really step up in the players, and um, we wanted to show solidarity. And, you know, this is an important issue going on in society. You know, people are dying. Uh, blacks, people of color are dying on a regular um, everybody sees it and nobody's doing anything about it and nobody, everybody's just turning a blind eye on it. So, you know, we, we had a couple of good discussions with guys and, and our group, uh, with Kane and Akeem and a few other guys and Chris Stewart, Wayne Simmons and those guys, Matt Dumba, they, they, uh, you know, obviously reached out to quite a few guys and had some good discussions. And, you know, I think I, as guys, you know, started chatting more and more and, realize what the importance of what is going on in today's world so um it just kind of unfolded and sure enough guys uh agreed to 
to boycott the games and, and put it on pause for a minute. And I just seen what happened last night. Conversing with Joel Ward, uh, Berkey, go ahead. Hey, Joel, thanks for coming on. Yep, thank you, sir. What's uh, what's your next step? Uh, we'd like to see you back with the team. We'll talk. We'll come back and talk about this issue. That's the central part of the show. But I'm curious, how are you enjoying retirement, and what's your next step? A lot of people think you could do a lot of different things for a team. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping to maybe get on the coaching side of things. What's your recommendation on it? Uh, uh, I think you'd be an excellent coach, and the player development I think you'd be good at. I think there's a lot of jobs yeah. you could do. Yeah, I, I love the game, Berkey. And, um, you know, I want to be back in it. Uh, I've been off for a couple of, couple of years now, and, um, but I'm still in tune. I'm still doing my homework. I still watch a lot of games. Um, you know, I love to get back into it. So I do my, see myself in that coaching uh, player development role, but one day I'd like to be behind the bench for sure. And uh, I'm just trying well, to do my work right now. And, and uh, I wish I was, I wish to, I was uh, still running a team. You'd have a job. <laughs> thank you i appreciate that well if you know anybody just keep passing along um but yeah i'm just trying to do my own my own homework here and get my resume together and just be prepared for uh for what comes next so you're feeling on uh I, i'm sorry borny i wanted to follow up with a topical question i just had to ask yes, that sir. first one first sorry uh joel okay. so as nick asked you proud of the guys um but we got to keep this moving forward, don't we? Isn't it was an important statement yeah. to not have games, but we got to keep this moving forward. Yeah, yeah. This is just a small little uh, moment here, you know. Obviously, um, it's not going to make drastic changes in the twenty-four, forty-eight hours, what have you. But you know, I think just having conversations with guys, I think just educating guys to let them know that this is uh, this is very serious. Like, as I said earlier, that you know, blacks and people of color are dying. You know. Um, and and it's and nobody's really doing anything. Nobody's saying anything about it. And you know we need allyship in the hockey community. Our our, for, our other players, former players, current, everybody in the hockey world to step up and understand that hey NHL, this is a big issue. Um, and you know as I say, we're trying to do our part. We're we're uh, moving forward fast, actually, pretty really fast, actually, and just. We want to accomplish a lot in the game. Obviously, our goal was to eradicate racism, and that's a major issue what's going on in today's society and, and in our game. And, you know, we're taking strides to move in that. So I think one step here is just having a conversation with guys uh, and under, and let them understand where we're coming from and our experiences in the game. And, you know, I think of when they have a, a better understanding and they can obviously join forces, a uh, uh, better understanding of what we're doing and moving forward and, and helping us achieve our goals. Joel, how is the um, the HDA doing in in making progress and partnering with the NHL? And this is just an outsider's point of view, but I feel like there's some tension in sort of getting this, you know, getting on the same page and the HDA kind of getting, uh, you know, what it wants from the league. How are, how is progress in mm-hmm. working with the league so far? Yeah, you know, I, I, we were hoping to be moving a little bit faster uh, than it is. We obviously. Uh, I had several talks with the league about approaching them about a pledge that we were hoping to sign together to have a partnership. Um, we've kind of had a few asks within that pledge to help, you know, with each other um, to uh, achieve some of the goals. I think, you know, the grassroots program is something that we've talked about heavily, um, you know, hiring of, of blacks and people of color, um, just executive training, uh, coaching programs, scholarships for, for youth. So a lot of things that we've brought up, um, 
that seem to be a little bit on the slower side of things. But, you know, we're we're going to continue to uh, keep doing what we got to do. I think for us, it's just keep knocking on doors and having these discussions with them. And, and hopefully we can kind of solidify a solid partnership and, and we're helping each other. We're, helping, we're just trying to help our game grow. And that's what we're all about. So we're not, uh, there's no ulterior motives or anything like that. We're just here to um, make hockey a safe place for all of our kids growing up. And as I said, I got kids myself and, and that was the reason uh, why I joined out with the HDA is to, to make sure that I can get in there and, and have a voice and a reason to, so my kids don't don't go through the same stuff that I had to go through as in minor hockey. There we go. Joe Ward on with the guys out in Toronto on Hockey Central at noon. Good stuff always. Hope he gets a job in the NHL. He'd be he'd be good at it. All right, we're gonna take a break, and yes, we're gonna to get to our spiciest moment of the week for Bacardi. We'll do that next, right here on Hockey Central at noon. Hockey Central at noon on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. 12.47 as we make our way through Hockey Central. Big show coming up at 1 o'clock. Hosted by Logan Gordon today. Steinberg off for one more day. Will Nault in at 2 o'clock. I think everybody, I think the band's all back together coming up next week. Everyone's off and away we go here as we uh, roll into September. It's so great to find something you can rely on. Compliments brand products are perfect for anything. Uh, anything you got going on today? Easy weeknight dinners, even special celebrations. And they come with a 100% guarantee that you'll get the quality you want at the prices you expect. Nothing better than seeing you uh, seeing something you know with the kids you love. they love to eat and love at a good price. We all deserve quality without compromise. You can get compliments products at Safeway, Sobeys, and IGA. Uh, all right, we uh, talked about it, the spiciest moment of the week. And this has been quite the week when it comes to sports. And if you uh, go back to Wednesday, Chris Weber, former uh, NBA player, uh, amazing college player, uh, played a long time in the league and now is an analyst uh, on NBA television. He's in the bubble. And this, uh, he had a just basically... Uh, Spoke his mind after uh, after the games had been uh, postponed, canceled. The players said, we're not playing. It started by the Milwaukee Bucks, and then he kind of came out and summed it all up. And this is our spiciest moment of the week. Nothing will change tomorrow. We know vote. We keep hearing vote. Everybody vote. But I'm here to speak for those that are always marginalized. Those that live in these neighborhoods where we preach and tell them to vote and walk away. Charles Barkley came to my high school. Just seeing him in the locker room, seeing his hands and his body, that inspired me. You can't see something. You can't be something until you see it. And when I tell you the little kids that have called me, upset. I have a godson that has autism and I just had to explain to him why we aren't playing. I have young nephews that I've had to talk to about death before they've even seen it in a movie. If not now, when? If not during a pandemic <laughs> and countless lives being lost, if not now, when? That's, that's all I just want to hear from Rest of the night while everybody's pontificating and thinking and soapboxing and all of that. We know nothing is going to change. We get it. 
Martin Luther King got shot and risked his life. Mega Evers, if we've seen this and all of our heroes constantly taken down, we understand it's not going to end. But that does not mean, young men, that you don't do anything. Don't listen to these people telling you don't do anything because it's not going to end right away. You are starting something for the next generation and the next generation to take over. Do you have to be smart? Yes. Do you have to make sure that you have a plan? Yes. Do you have to be articulate about that plan? Yes. All of those things. But that's what you're going to do. They're professionals. They know how to be the best of themselves. And so I applaud it. I applaud it because it is the young people. It is the young people leading the way. And I applaud them. Oh, good stuff from Chris Weber. That will be our spiciest moment of the week. We're going to send that out on our, uh, on our Facebook and our Twitter and Instagram and all that kind of stuff. And uh, it'll be hashtag that's spice. And it's brought to you by Bacardi. It takes a real captain to make a bold choice. Made with aged rum for smoothness and blended with natural spices. Try Bacardi Spiced for your next home game. All right. It's been quite been a week and we're just getting warmed up we got the guys ready for the big show we're checking the weather in buffalo to see what's happening is it going to rain there in that crazy triple a stadium or what we don't know just yet so um if it looks good we're going to go with it if it's not if it's going to be the tarp kind of on for like an hour we're not going to bother so that's that's the plan right now and uh, don't forget we've got everyone back Rhett Warner, Ryan Pinder, the boys will be back with Boomer on uh, on Monday morning, bright and early, and uh, the one, the only Pat Steinberg after his uh, almost week off will be back revved up. I haven't heard from him. He's actually taken the week off. He hasn't texted me or tried to get on the radio, so it's good that he uh, had a little bit of time off. That's absolutely awesome. And make sure you check out our website because we've got lots of lots of hockey, uh, lots of Blue Jays. A uh, bunch of stuff going on at different times and stuff. They rejigged the the schedule, obviously, with uh, with what happened uh, uh, today and and yesterday. So they are going to make it up, and we'll have as many games as we possibly can and get for you, just like that on uh, on Sportsnet nine sixty. The fan. I want to tell you, I I got my uh, my awesome mask that we uh, got from Tub Masks, uh, the official mask supplier of Sportsnet nine sixty. The fan. And I uh, I made the switch. I bought some other ones. I got some online, and I just I like this one better. It's 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 still nice and thick. You can breathe a lot better in it. It kind of sticks to your nose a lot better. Uh, didn't think we'd really need to do this back in February and March, but uh, we've become experts. So you might as well get get the get the good stuff. Alberta made company too, right? So they're right here. Uh, they can customize it for your team, your company, your event, whatever. You want to get your logo on, they can do that. It's made with durable, military-grade, breathable neoprene. Uh, it'll use, uh, you can use it 100 times without uh, losing its shape. Uh, you can get, and here's the website. Uh, it's T-U-B, tub, masks.ca. Uh, customizable, fully adjustable, durable, military-grade, breathable neoprene masks with removable anti-fog nose clips. It's awesome stuff, and we love ours here at the Mighty 960. All right, we're going to take a break, get Logan in here, and fire up number one, the hour number one of uh, the big show next, right here on Sportsnet 960 The Fan.